Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. If you're popping your FOD pod cherry and this is your first listen, welcome aboard. You sub in as we round up the Field of Design podcast 2022 Indigenous Round Trilogy. My name is Mason, and like Frodo, making his way through the fiery gates of Mordor, he's becoming more like Gollum with the weight of the podcast slowly grasping tighter around my neck. Joining me are my co-hosts, Nick Bassett, currently stranded between the machine world and the real world, thanks to his technological savvy brain. You know, I have no idea what you just said. I've never seen The Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And Kit Lushev, who you may recall was frozen in carbonite with a Banoffee Tim Tam in hand at the end of our previous episode. Yeah, where is that guy? Uh, yeah. Um, Kit won't be joining us for today's ep. He's been called in for some late work-related stuff, which he's been very coy about. Um, but I'm sure time will only tell where he's what he's working on and where he's working on with that. So... Um, I also have here to throw in some references to Back to the Future and uh, Holy Grail. Fact. Anyone who argues that point can fight me. Or not Star Wars? No, no. Never seen that either, so. Oh, no, I've seen one of them. So you you essentially don't get any of those references that I've just used in the introduction. (laughs) Oh, my God. How are we supposed to bounce off each other? Okay, so so back to the future. What other trilogies do you know, mate? Oh, Cars. <laughs> <laughs> Two wasn't as good as one, or oh, we just lost Green. Craig's left us oh. just as much as Kit has. I was just <laughs> yeah. going to say uh, Kingsman Trilogy. Yeah. The like, prequel that just came out this year. Much better than the second movie. So I guess technically that's now number one. And the second one's num- the first one's number two. And two is now three. So that would continue prequel. the three being the worst. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, um, pretty sure Indiana Jones follows something similar to that. I think the second one is a prequel one of them he meets hitler eh? isn't that Uh, that's that's the third one that's the third one okay yeah anyway what are we a pop culture reference podcast no (laughs) what uh what are you wearing there tonight mate i can't give you much pop culture if i don't know lord of the rings uh i have got on the 2020 2021 flamingo home kit so black and red v-neck fixed stripes across the hoops uh in the hoops you've got some sublimated sort of text and um blemishes there the red through the black and black through the red mm-hmm. uh, adidas stripes on the sleeves on the shoulders of course um of course. yeah brazilian club so a bit obscure one star just the one star not like us we get many, many. what have you got on t-shirt is it green yeah was last green. week, yeah, yeah, sweet. It was the same. Is that one I wore last week? <laughs> Don't know. There's been a khaki one before. You've even run <laughs> out of t-shirts, mate. It's only. I'm wearing 12. it ironically now. I'm deliberately <laughs> picking shirts that have nothing on it, just to stir you fellas up. Um, What's first? 
Okay. <laughs> let's uh let's get into the news then, hey. Um let's go. The Field of Design podcast is currently an audio only format, heavily discussing visual content. So with every episode we include links in the podcast app's episode description, which highlights all the articles and images we discuss in today's show. You can also jump onto our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast for references to some of the featured content. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can via our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast or via our Gmail at Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com. I'm trying to keep up. Keep up. Keep up. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Rugby World Cup. So this is from Australia.rugby. The Rugby World Cup is returning to Australian shores after World Rugby confirmed Australia as the host of both the 2027 and 2029 tournaments. World Rugby Council confirms Australia as host of, um, of both events. Australia is set to become the first nation to have hosted three men's World Cups, being 87, 03 and 27. And um, Australia, sorry, (laughs) that's a reach. Nineteen eighty-seven. They had a few games, but it was based in New Zealand. Mate, not my words. (laughs) These are the words from the the article. Clicked on on the episode uh, description links. Um, And the women's World Cup for the first time. Uh, So, as always with these type of things, excited to see what the branding looks like and um, how they promote. Um, yeah, they've gone you know, with the, that sort of broken A, haven't they? Um, like a goalpost, but yeah, also that, an A. For the bid, but is that going to yeah. then carry over to everything else? Surely so, some indigenous designs on the World Cup ball or something. You'd like, like to there think was so. for New Zealand. But yeah, yeah they've big 10 years of rugby coming up for Australia with the Lions tour here. Um, is it? Or it was last year, wasn't it? Um, and then, yeah. yeah, you've got the men's, women's World Cup, and then obviously the Olympics will have sevens. So, 10 years of big time rugby on home shores. Yeah, yeah, lots of um, lots of big sport, big event sport happening in Australia over the next, or, you know, Australia and New Zealand mm. over the, um, yeah, over the next 10 years, 15 years. It's like it's we always say, hey, if you get one, you get. You get two or three of these big events all within five years of each other. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is via suncorpstadium.com.au. New Suncorp Stadium artwork. Welcome, an Indigenous artwork recognising Suncorp Stadium's heritage as a gathering place for friendly battles has been unveiled ahead of Magic Round. The artwork featuring 25 laser-cut steel hunting boomerangs with welcome greetings in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander language dialects was unveiled today by traditional owners. At Welcome's unveiling, Sport Minister Sterling Hinchcliffe said the Suncorp Stadium Princing and surrounding area had a long history as a meeting place. Pretty cool yeah, design. This, this looks cool, eh? Um, I like, really like the, the backing light. Gives it a nice little, you know, that sort of, rising sun kind of fade mm. uh, and i'm sure they'll update it again for for the world cup and 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 beyond yeah i really like i got a thing for like artwork using lighting like yeah, backlit yep. lighting metal um you know cut metal all that kind of stuff yeah, cut, so that sort of rustic cut metal look always looks cool eh? yeah so big yeah. fan of 
this. I'm gonna have to um, yeah, the, um way out there at some point to check it out. For sure. Was the purple lighting on the uh, Vela Club shop at the Firebirds game your idea? Uh, this was the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was part of the netball fiesta. Um, yeah, I think there was okay. lighting all the way around the um, precinct there for that. But yeah, yeah the yeah. shop came up pretty good, didn't it? Yeah, with the, yeah. the lighting on it. This is via sylvain.co, MLS Next Pro. So this came on my radar um, last week, but I think it probably has been around for a little bit longer than that. So. MLS Next Pro is a new professional men's soccer league that is accelerating the future of North American soccer. Bridging the gap between early player development and major league soccer, it provides a sought-after space for promising athletes who are looking to advance to the next level. The identity is dynamic and youthful with a custom typeface that mimics movement on the pitch. The visual language is designed to live within streetwear culture, giving the players a badge they are proud to wear. This is around the branding of MLS Next Pro. Yeah, that front is is very uh, dynamic, isn't it? With about four different versions of the same font in one word. Yeah, I was reading around on some of the um, more just graphic design forums around yep. um, the release of this and very polarizing, um, some just outright hating it, <laughs> which is understandable, <laughs> but then also yep. a lot of people going, look, we're, we're starting to get sick of the just sans serif, clean Google, Facebook um yep. you know helvetica type font design everything's just <laughs> yeah so to have something with a little bit of personality is refreshing maybe they didn't quite hit the mark um but yep. you know to see something that's not just the same old same old um which i think i can agree with and yeah emulate my feelings a bit similar i don't actually hate what they're doing here um i probably think it's maybe gone too far you know you know when yep. we talk design you go before you're ready to present you put in all the work take something away um and so yeah maybe there was something that they could have just taken away here or maybe they already had and it was a hell of a lot further <laughs> yeah <laughs> um extreme no, I th- but i think the way they've described it as you know fitting into that sort of streetwear culture and they've definitely succeeded in that ambition um and I'll be honest, I I think it's quite cool. So yeah, I can I can see what you're saying. Maybe it's a little bit too much with all the different font styles. But um, yeah, you think it sits nice. in with the family that is MLS when MLS. you look at yeah. I suppose M- when you think of Next Pro, you think of that young kid who's coming through. So it's a bit more playful than the MLS branding. But again, it, it's sort of that similar you know, culture vibe, street culture vibe that mm. the main comp's going for as well. The badge, you know, the badge itself's been thickened up with the strokes and, and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say it, it's relatively on brand. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, why don't you take the lead here for these next few bits of news, um, being your oh, specialty? We're up to football, are we? We are. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just ball in the air. <laughs> we'll quickly run through these because um, there's not too much to analyse. But um, the 22-23 Real Madrid kit has been released this week. Um, it's white with a collar. Can move on from that. <laughs> Nothing to. Well, there's a bit of lavender or um, finishing there on the. Yeah, the, they're, the they're, every year they seem to pick a different color for the Adidas stripes and stuff. So yeah, a bit of, well, I guess yeah, lavender, lilac. Um, What's that back? calling back to their sixteen, seventeen away? <laughs> oh, there was one. There was a purple one recently, wasn't there? Um, but apparently this sort of um goes back it's got 120 years on it so oh yeah yeah um and then you've got the 98 97 and 07-08 kits that it, it looks at too uh and the the bit i like about it is the kit font uh the player name and number font on the back which sort of goes back to uh sort of 0304 ish when zidane was at the club and mm-hmm. he scored that Famous goal in the in the Champions League. Nearly got that. Um, what's that font name called? It's like Army um, stencil. Yeah, it's got a stencil. Yeah, it's stenciled. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I don't mind it. Um, and next was the twenty two twenty three Arsenal kit. So that one's been released again. That's what you'd expect. It's got the red body with the white sleeves. They've got a collar as well. So that, like I said on the last few episodes, Adidas really bringing that back this year. The um, set-in sleeve, different coloured to the body. Is that what you mean, or the collar? Ah, uh, the the collar. Arsenal, collar. Arsenal's sort of standard kit designers. Yeah, the um the sleeves being the different colour. Yeah, the white sleeves on the red base. Um, what's what's the um. Is there anything specific about that lightning jagged pattern that's, that's on the knit collar there? Yeah, so that sort of looks back to a jersey, oh, what year was it? It was a 90s kit. Um, it was a navy blue jersey that had a zigzag down the middle of it. Okay. Um, and then there's been yellow and navies one, yellow and navy ones throughout sort of the 90s as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nice finishes there that I'm looking at on that. Footy headlines link as well with the uh, yeah, the embroidered badge or a silicon badge, silicon <clears throat> team logo. Yeah, and then you've got just up behind the collar, I think it is um, the Arsenal sort of word mark. Yep. Um, and yeah, like we were saying last year, last week, that sort of short collar one button thing always looks nice. Yep. Uh, and then Manchester City as well. They've released their kit for next season um this one i'm not too much of a fan of mm. obviously pale blue as they usually are that sky blue uh maroon piping and um cuffs on this one maroon neckline and yeah a, a yeah. crew neck with a different color always sort of cheapens a design for me <laughs> i don't know why but i don't like the unevenness of it no it gets thicker at the back doesn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, and it really doesn't sell well when you're looking kind of on the side, side on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's almost. I. It might just be the marketing photo, but it almost looks like a um a more 
pale blue than the sort of usual sky blue that they use. Yeah, looking at the the main banner photo on that Footy Headlines link, which is included in our description, um, yeah. with the I'm guessing is the third kit, which is the yellow, uh, or maybe that's a, oh sorry, goalkeeper, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, it does look very pale, but when you scroll down further, there's additional images there that seem to represent the colours a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see in there what we're bright. familiar with. Yeah, and just on that. Um, that sort of those next photos of just the jersey. Can you see a seam on the front there going into the sleeves? I don't think there is one. Uh, There's the sort of raglan on the back. But well, it's, where does it's funny almost... you mention this because when I'm looking at the image of the coat hanger, it looks like the collar actually doesn't wrap all the way around either. No. So um, it's almost like the front panel almost goes all the way around and then almost makes a sleeve out of itself. Yeah, we're probably going to have to investigate this one yeah. a little bit more, right? Um, yeah. Just on a construction standpoint. Yeah, surely. It doesn't look like it. You're right. No. So wh whether, so, the, um, whether the seams are along the back somewhere... Because um, yeah. there's no clear images of the back on this link. So, uh, um, second image, press the right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can definitely see the raglan sleeve on the back. Oh, uh, okay. So it must wrap around and create the mm. sleeve out of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And there must be hems along, um, seams along the bottom, underside of the, the arm. The yeah. inside of the arm so that it yeah. all that's out. Yeah. It does sit a little bit odd doesn't it like you can see around the um not the armpits but you know coming sort of up around yeah, yeah around over, that they seem to be creasing and sitting across all of the even the renders um and yeah. then all of the images so yeah from a construction point of view maybe yeah something a little bit new age yeah from an different. execution point of view i'm not sure whether it um Execute's not the right word, but yeah, whether it's that flat, flattering. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and the next one. On, sorry, oh, just go. before you move on, yeah. this trend now that we're going with with the, the center aligned supplier yep. logo and team logo. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not a football fan, but I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> the it was a thing. Uh, on the total 90 uh, Nike template from around sort of 06 where the logo was centered, but the Nike logo was still on the right chest on a few of them, I think. Um, mm -hmm. That sort of era, 04. Um, I don't mind it on certain jerseys, certain jerseys that need it to sort of, you know, fit a design in or whatever, but... Yeah, this one straight down the middle, you probably could use it to widen the shoulders a bit with there being no seams and that weird sitting piece by the shoulders, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and your last one that we've got here? Yeah, so this one, a bit more obscure, um, Sabah FC from the Malaysian Super League. Um, it's almost kind of a denim -y texture, isn't it? There's something in there. Um, so it's... 
uh, semi-blackout, they're calling it. Uh, Lotto designed crew neck black cuffs and crew neck with, yeah, an almost black on black design. And then the 3D logos on it. You wouldn't want to headbutt one of them, would you? <laughs> yeah. Would you <laughs> Would you call that charcoal, do you reckon, is the yeah, probably. base color that they're going with? Yeah. Um, it's odd that. The on the image that we're looking at, the major sponsor Red One doesn't look even. I don't know whether that's just a bad representation or whether yeah. doesn't whether the logo sits that way. Um, but anyway, um, and the logo sponsors along the the collarbones there up high is that yeah um, you know common with the Malaysian Super League. I mean, yeah, yes, testing my knowledge here. This is the only team I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's common uh, um, in Brazil. I know yeah, that okay. Much. Yeah, so uh, countries, obviously Brazil aren't a lesser football country, but countries with the lesser leagues have a bit more sponsorship going on. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as you were saying, those 3D logos definitely take you out, wouldn't they? Yeah, that um, they're... It's a rhino, I guess it is, with the horn on the front. And mm. Yeah, that looks bulky as. It's pretty impressive. I actually, I quite like it. It's a yeah. statement piece. Um, yep. There's a nice close-up on the links in there. Um, you nearly call it like, it looks like it's cut out of graphite, really, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it's almost um, like one of those logos you see on the back of a gaming computer or something. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but that close-up does actually give you a good um, view of the shirt itself, and it li- nearly looks like the weave or the stitching of yeah. the the um, the shirt has text some and elements in it. Yeah, artwork in it. I think the the club name. What was the club name? What did you mention? It Sabah. was Sabah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry if I'm not. To yeah, but Malaysians out there. Yeah, but it does seem like that's stitched or woven in, not stitched, woven yeah. into the fabric um, garment there. So it's definitely cool. during manufacturing rather than after, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Some nice releases there. Yeah. Uh, and rounding out our uh, non Indigenous news this week is Melbourne Storm members' jersey from melbournestorm.com.au. The bolts will return in 2022 with the winning design in our member jersey competition voted by you. Storm member Josh Flood's purple and navy design with electric yellow lightning bolts was the standout winner among the Melbourne faithful with over 40% of the votes. After kicking off in June 2021, 118 entries for the right to design the club's 2022 members jersey flooded in with Storm's players and staff selecting a short list of four designs to be voted on with Flood's design coming up trumps. The words thank you Storm members are inscribed across the sleeve of the jersey, uh, sleeves of the jersey rather, as recognition of the club's appreciation towards its passionate, passionate member base. A subtle nod to the Storm's home, Amy Park, is also included in the design with the triangle pattern included at the bottom of the jersey, which represents the stadium's iconic exterior. The side will wear the 2022 members jersey in their round 15 and round 24 matches. Nicholas. Yeah. um, It's pretty, I guess, old school, you know, 
looking back at, at their old jerseys. Um, the Castor logos sit a bit weirdly in terms of the angle on the bolts, but I suppose they're aligned to that, which is fair. Nearly um, too big, I would think. But oh, They're just filling their square centimeterage. <laughs> Getting in as much as they can. I don't know. It like, seems, yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, and yeah, the alignment of the the Storm logo on the bolt, I suppose that's the best way to do it. But yeah, yeah. How else would you would you do that? Um, it does nearly then, look like it's sitting too low as it is anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, you couldn't bring it halfway through the bolt. I don't think. Our friends at Castor do have a habit of doing that, though, don't they? The, the logo. Logos. We mentioned that on the Anzac jersey, didn't we? Yeah, the logo placement sitting quite wide. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, as a vague rule, you usually sort of put it halfway underneath the the sort of edge of the collar almost, a little bit wider than that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, on both sides. Know. And then um, on the renders we saw earlier this week, you were talking about the bolts themselves, so... Yeah, and every photo that I've looked at so far, and I haven't gone back to revisit it over the last few days, is the the right-hand bolt when wearing, so left-hand side if you're looking, um, above the the Telstra Premiership logo, I guess, looks like it's missing the end of the, the bolt or the body or the, yeah. the tail of the bolt, however you want to call it. Not not the end, but the middle shard. Um which, you know, I can't fully understand how it's happened or if it's just an optical illusion with the, the folds there, but it, it does seriously look like there's an issue with that. Maybe <laughs> that was a sample. It's asymmetric, but, yeah. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anyone else in the images wearing it, so maybe that was the sample and the render's the same, but once the, um, the members' jerseys retail, you might... Um, that might be disappeared, but I'm keen to keep an eye on that and, and see if that piece of the bolt is actually remaining. There or not. Um, yeah, again, the colouring as well, uh, not not sure exactly whether that, that blue that they've got featured there on the, on the main image is accurate, whether, you know, we know when we take photos sometimes some of the colours yeah. are distort- distorted. Um, yep. It's not really their dark, rich navy. It's nearly like a washed-out navy in a way. Yeah, it's a... And it doesn't really complement the purple as well. Yeah, um, it's a bit inky, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm I'm starting to actually get a bit of a pet peeve, and this could be my OCD coming through, <laughs> with designs that have um, already hero pieces, chevrons, Vs... Yep whatever you want to call them, sashes. Um, and then you've got a really thick, prominent collar that is also um, a secondary colour to the the yep. major panels of the shirt. Um, and I look at this member's jersey and, and think, why did we need to have a really thick purple collar? when we've already got really thick purple um, bands on the sleeves. Yeah, cuffs. Yeah, cuffs, yeah. Um, and we, we've got these hero pieces in the the white thunderbolts kind of representing chevrons in a way, I guess. 
And on your um, OCD, does the fact that the V of the collar doesn't match the like angle of the <laughs> the lightning bolt, or is that too OCD? No, that that's fine. I I actually more <laughs> look at the negative space in there. I see like yep. the end of a spear or like a yeah, yep. you know, a diamond. That that's what I <laughs> keep the, coming back to. Um, of, yeah, point of a spear. Yeah. Mm, um, but yeah. It's more those necklines. I think I said to you the other day, West's Tigers uh, home home jersey or away jersey, whichever one they wore um, during Magic Round, um, black base, hero, um, orange, golden, yeah, stylized V chevron um, design element, and then just this thick, chunky orange neckline. All of they have, yeah. Yeah, seems to it, be a a thing though, doesn't it? That thick sort of V neck at the moment. Yeah, and especially in the NRL. And no problems, you know. Each to everyone's taste, whatever you know. Design yep. is all relative and perspective, yeah, yep. and you know your taste. Uh, I just m- my That's taste. I don't understand. <laughs> is if, you, if you want that thick neckline collar, and you want it to be an opposite color that is the hero piece you need to then have subtlety yep. around the rest of the chest um yeah that's just me though uh, yeah one more here before we move on to the indigenous round is your favorite i'll um send you a link on the old google drive i'll put it in the react section oh yes yeah let me just scroll through five the, pages of Indigenous. Yeah, the Twelve page. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the fourth kit Fiorentina finalists have been Ooh. announced for the for that Fiorentina fourth kit. Obviously, that we uh, mentioned a few yeah. episodes back. And did you put in your submission? Obviously, you don't like the old uh, kit <laughs> contest, but some of these are fantastic. How good is number six? Uh, just uh, if if one and hold six. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get our story straight here. I have no <laughs> problems, no problems Mate, with competitions. Look, look at you what went Melbourne on about Storm four episodes of rants. Settle down. <laughs> look at what Melbourne Storm were able to put together with a members jersey. Like, not horrible. <laughs> not not their worst piece of work in twenty twenty two. Yeah, fair, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, have my theories around... Repetitions? <laughs> yeah, around, um, yeah, the authenticity of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Anyway, okay. Check these six out. All right, so we'll include this in the um, episode description links as well. We've got number one here, which you'd say is white and red hoops with yep. gold. Now we're gonna. You like to call it sand, right? Or you like to call yeah, it gold? That's my version of gold. Yeah, yeah. Like a um a red cliff gold. dolphins gold finish and gold <laughs> <laughs> uh, for its uh, logos and finishes. Not bad. I don't mind it. No, I w- I'd be happy with that as a kit for my team. Then we've got number two is a black with like a violet purple. Um, I assume it has something to do with like the V's and the logo, but yeah, a bit abstract. Yeah. Yeah. Just down one side. White finishes. 
Then we've got uh, Aquamarine going into a light teal. I think that's like bridges. So Mint. there must be a bridge in Fiorentina and Florence. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. that is quite abstract, isn't it? Yeah. And then uh, white with uh, one black sleeve and one, uh, what do you call it, like a salmon... Oh, a bit darker, probably a, yeah, what would you call that? Almost that, like, Uluru red, almost. Mm. Maybe our screens are in different color. Maybe <laughs> they It's red. Are. Make it more red. Red. Yeah. Uh, washed out red um, with watermarks yeah. in, in what looks like some, I don't know what those symbols are. No, something to do with Florence. Mm, it nearly looks tribal, but it's not. Yeah. You wouldn't think it'd be oh, tribal kind of there. Almost Aztec as well. But uh, I dig the orange one with the geometric uh, yeah. gradient effects in there. Um, and then we've got number six, which is a white with navy or charcoal sides. It's almost like a mint or a. Oh, is it more mint, is it? Yeah. It's nearly like the Melbourne Storm Away color. It's like that off white, grey, little bit of tint of cyan in there, maybe like 3% cyan or something (laughs) like that, Um, with uh, what I would like to describe is a player's map of what I can only guess is the map of... um, Florence. (laughs) Florence, yeah. Yeah. So if you're playing GTA V or something like that, (laughs) or um, Red Red Dead Redemption, you opened up that that map screen, that's what we'd be looking at. And I'd be happy with almost any of them as my club's fourth kit. So, well done to the people who got chosen. Yeah, they've actually done a pretty good job. Yep. Um, which one would you pick? I'd probably go six, then one, then two. Wow. Six. <laughs> Are you completely different? Uh, <laughs> I'd pr- I reckon... I'd like five and then six. Five, then six. four, then three. <laughs> uh, five, then six, uh, and then maybe one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So six and one, common choice. Good designs. Yeah, all, all, all of them are fine. Yeah. All right. Flipping over now to our eight our... pages of Indigenous. Yes. <laughs> the climax, the conclusion of the trilogy that is Indigenous Round 2022 <laughs> for the major sporting landscapes in Australia. Port Adelaide Indigenous Guernsey. This is uh, by Lucas Fountain at portadelaidefc.com.au. Port Adelaide is pleased to unveil its Indigenous Guernsey, designed by defender Lockie Jones with assistance from his auntie Madeline uh, Dirty. The Guernsey celebrates his journey to discovering more about his Aboriginal heritage and the life and legacy of his grandmother. The Guernsey centrepiece is a brolgar, the totem of the uh, Yangyua people of Jones's grandmother's country at Barulala, Barulala in Arnhem land southeast of darwin yeah for the footprints and the lines and circles around the v on the front of the guernsey represent his nana's journey as a member of the stolen generation from borolala um, to butte on the york peninsula 
while the teal symbols represent the people who helped along the way. On the back, the Brogar, um, on the back, the Brogar in a meeting place repre- represents his Nana's final resting place at Butte. Nicholas, it's yeah, nice and clean, isn't it? They've got their their V or oh, chevrons in in a indigenous design, like we keep saying these past few weeks. With don't be bullied into saying chevron. You can say V if you want to. We'll, we'll say V. Mount Wellington's gonna that, that that Instagram comment is gonna not like us. <laughs> Don't at us. Uh, keep going. Sorry. They've taken their um. Looking at the discussion last week, they've taken their logo off. Have they? Uh, or were they one of the clubs that didn't have it? Um. No, I think you're right. Actually, it's on the tag under. Yeah. Um. On the left. Lockie's yeah hand, yeah. but. I don't think that's what Kit was referring to. No. No, it's um it's not one of these over the top crazy ones that we've seen come out of some of the teams, so um nice and clean. I actually really like this design. You're I really like one. it. Yeah, I love the simplicity of it. Yeah. The um the the way that they were still able to incorporate, you know, the teal chevron. Mm. Um the- but then also, um, yeah, just, I don't know, the, yeah, the execution, it, yeah. it's, I know that it's not what we would expect to see and what we will look at with a few other designs later today with, you know, the hyper-colouring um, and hyper-detail, but I nearly think this is in itself the detailing of the illustrations. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost really executed like, well. Serves its purpose. It's almost like it's been drawn on paper and then just flipped the colours. Like it's that clean. Yeah, and I'd nearly say maybe that is what's happened. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they've um, scanned it, scaled it up, flipped, flipped the um, <laughs> inverted the yeah the illustrations, Colors. kept the teal on. Yeah. yeah. However, they you know however it was done, I think it's yeah. And it's a perfect a, match between the angle of the Macron logo and the Chevron. V. <laughs> um, I think they did that. Yeah, I think they were doing that um, with their uh, home jersey as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that is a good one. Fremantle Dockers via Fremantle FC. Fremantle will proudly wear a Michael Walters and Peter Farmer Jr. designed Indigenous jumper for the AFL's Sir Doug Nichols round games against Collingwood and Melbourne in rounds 10 and 11. The, the Peter Farmer designs, uh, designs team worked closely with Walters through the design process with the final design developed and produced by Peter Farmer Jr., the jumper has five distinct design features highlighted by the prominent feathers that make up the chevrons from Fremantle's home and away jumper designs. A proud family man, Walters chose feathers that represent his totems to show the family is both his strength and close to his heart. The totems include the feathers of the Maali, black swan, the wadong, black crow, from his father's South Australian language group of Ninjari from the Barossa Valley regions. The bottom chevron features a wetch, which is an emu, feathers from his mother's family ties with the southwest of the Noongar language groups of the Minang, Wilman, and Wajok clans. 
Below the feathers is a section that highlights the dreaming, the past, the now, present, and the spirit future of Noongar culture. Walters then highlights his strong ties with regions all around Australia with Noongar symbols that depict communities, towns, and cities, linking that to how the Fremantle Dockers are loved and supported around the globe. Yeah, this one, I like the uh, that sort of little fade between the two purples in there. Um, is five, do you know if five, like the number five is, holds any significance in Indigenous culture? Because there's been a couple teams now that have sort of five sections of their jerseys over the last few weeks. The Raiders were another one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm one, no. The answer yeah. question, I don't know. We'll have to look no. that one up. But yeah, that's something I picked up on was, was the whole five thing. So what are your thoughts? I remember, yeah, I remember, I think, last year, Fremantle's Indigenous round Guernsey was one of my favourites. Uh don't fully recall the design itself necessarily blowing me away, but the colours were just so um, vibrant. Purple and violet-y colours, they work so well together. I think, um, yeah, same again this time, you know, having that, that darker purple and then using those, you know, more vibrant, you know, even pinks to an extent in there, um, really make it pop. Um, yeah. It looks like here in the link, if you look at the first, one of the first few images is there seems to be a, a Clash version as well. Yeah, so I yeah. do wonder if that's going to make an appearance. Wear it a couple of times. should say with all of, uh, all of these Indigenous round r- releases that we're talking about, we've hyper edited and, and cut a lot of the detail and content that's included in the original links from all of the the clubs so encourage everyone uh as the last few weeks we've said please go and read um each one stories, if you're looking yep. for the full yeah full details and stories we'll be here until 2 a.m if we were to read <laughs> read and dissect everything there um, or our uh, snyder cut marathon speaking of yes. movies uh, the the feathers there have a bit of texture to them as well. I think if you're looking in one of the photos there, it does look like it might be a, an image trace, but that's that's cool. It doesn't matter. Um, at, at least they're at, they are sort of three different feathers, eh? not just the same one duplicated down three times. That's Duplicated and flipped. Yeah, you're yeah, that's right. That's a good touch. Yep. I would maybe even potentially they may have taken photos of them and... Um, and scanned yeah. them in. However, yeah. in saying that, some further images down look like we're we're looking at um, painted canvas. So mm. either that's a painted or, canvas, or that's or almost a... an image trace. <laughs> no, but that last those last two photos they they do look like like um oh uh, yeah yeah they um... they do look like they're either um, painted canvases or yep. they've had a really big canvas that they've scanned. And that is the Guernsey with yep. the paint effect on it. Now, I probably wouldn't go that far. Um, but, yeah, either way. Yeah. Good one. Nice. No, see what you're saying now. Yep. Okay. Hawk. Hawthorne Hawks. Your club? Apparently. <laughs> My uh, original. Before Hawthorne I FC. 
For the club's 2022 Indigenous Guernsey, Hawthorne has collaborated with popular Indigenous art business Mimi and Jindar, founded by Aboriginal mother and daughter Lauren Jarrett and Melissa Greenwood. This specially created painting depicts the core values, ethos and heart of the Hawthorne football community. It shows everyone coming together as one and has all the elements of the Australian landscape, including land, sea, waterways, flora, fauna, sun, moon and stars. The front of our Guernsey tells the story of the Hawthorne community coming together from different homes and tribes across our country. We see the journey of all the families travelling under the sun or the stars together in a central meeting place. Mother Earth features at the bottom to show that we are all born from the same place despite coming from all walks of life. This is represented by the different watering holes in the background. The community, uh, sorry, um, the back of the Guernsey is reflected by giving back to the community, which is the very backbone of Hawthorne. The circle representing family sits on the inside neck of our Guernsey. It's located on the highest point of the Guernsey, which speaks to family being the highest priority, sitting above all else there's a bit of meaning for you uh, i yes. like that there's the little um the tone on tone stuff in the background um mm-hmm. not the craziest one again that we've seen in these last few weeks so some clubs keeping it simple yeah yep um i'm having a few issues loading my refreshing that screen now but um yeah, I found it was simple but also still effective. Um, yeah. One bit I really did like and I um, was the, the artwork seemed to have depth to it, especially that central... Centre circle. The centre circle one, the... whether there's like, yeah, drop shadows allocated to it or that thick black contouring around yeah. the majority of that um, meeting place. Uh, which, yeah, I, I felt really made it pop a bit more. So yeah. that central piece is definitely the hero. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It's good. Another good one. Okie dokie. Just catch him back up. Thank you, computer. <laughs> Carlton. Uh, C- Carlton, Indigenous Guernsey, Carlton FC. The Carlton Football Club is proud to launch its 2022 AFL Indigenous Guernsey, which will be worn in the opening game of this year's Sir Doug Nichols Round. The Guernsey is a reflection of reconciliation between the Carlton Football Club and its Indigenous players and has been designed by Indigenous artist Chennai Kellett. Each circle represents the club's Indigenous players and their country and every past and present Indigenous player to have worn the Carlton Guernsey in both AFL and AFLW is named on the front and back of the design. Colette has a special link to the Indigenous round being the great-granddaughter of Sir Doug Nichols, and she wanted the design there to feature go. as many of Indigenous stories from the club as possible. The white dots represent smoke and the blue dots represent water, which resembles the emotion of being cleansed, she said. The pathways lead to different communities that we come from, including the AFLW Indigenous symbol and diamond to represent my great-grandfather, which can both be found on the back of the design. Jack Martin chose to be represented through his language group Yawaru, which is featured on the front left-hand side of the Guernsey. Yawaru is the traditional language spoken in Broome, which is where I was born and lived for 12 years growing up, he said. The Yawaru people hail from Kimberley region of Western Australia, and it was important to me to have that represented on our Indigenous Guernsey this year. 
Yeah, more water. Yeah. yeah. That, nah, this one's this one's fantastic. Um, gives me a little bit of um, Geelong vibes, just with those colours, obviously. But um, no, nah, I'm a big fan of this one. The the names possibly could have been executed a little bit better if I if I'd have anything to say. But overall, it, it's it's really nice. Yeah, I was trying to look at some of the images and understand what they were talking about with um, with Jack Martin there. I think the names are represented on the front and the back. Yeah, yep. Um, but there doesn't seem to be a close-up image that I've found yet of the front. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, is it uh, is it supposed to be placed on the heart? Is that where it's... It's almost too too low for that, isn't it? That's Yeah. You'd, say, you'd, you'd more say Hyundai would be where the heart, traditionally mm. the logo on the heart would be. I'd almost, I mean, it's probably sacrilege to say, but drop the the Carlton icon and bring that central. <laughs> You're <laughs> in a lot that, of trouble now. Just have that <laughs> symmetrical. I mean, I'm don't gonna get add things, us, don't email us. <laughs> I'm going to get things thrown at me through the uh, metaverse, but <laughs> just mm. to yeah, just to centralize it and make it more of more of a feature rather than sort of squashed off to the side under the bicep. Yeah, yeah, I like the the colors that they've used using more yep. of those those blue tones in there. I think this will be an effective. Um, you know, Guernsey out on the field as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think we've mentioned this a couple of times just from an ex- execution point of view that the, the dots are not just circles. Like they all have randomness and um, personality yeah, to them. Those little things really add to Indigenous designs, eh? The, the sort of organic... Uh, organicness of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, rather than yeah. The, the straight circles. Just um, it's just yeah, the the finishing touches on it. Yeah. Um, from blue to red, Gold Coast FC. The Gold Coast uh, Suns have today launched the club's 2022 Indigenous Guernsey to be worn in this weekend's Sir Doug Nichols clash and in Darwin round 11 during National Reconciliation Week. This year's design has been collaboratively developed by Yugamba artist Luther Cora from the Gold Coast and Larakia artist Trent Lee from Darwin. There is a background pattern on the design which depicts the waterways, rivers, ocean and skies which connects both the crocodile and the eagle. The crocodile directly represents the Northern Territory and the Suns players who have direct connection with the land and waterways. Meanwhile, the eagle, which represents the Gold Coast, is a totem to some of the traditional custodians of the land. The footprint on the design and the animal's journey... uh, Sorry, the football on the design and the animal's journey and tracks that are left behind when roaming the country. There is a spear and boomerang on the back of the Guernsey, which traditional weapons tools commonly use to hunt and gather and go into battle. The sun, which has been central to the design of the th- of three of the club's previous Indigenous Guernseys and also the club's game day warm-up shirt, is the centrepiece and foundation of the club's journey. It is 
has a special uh, significance representing the meeting place for everyone, connecting people together and embracing people from all cultures and backgrounds. Yeah, this one, um, again, a little bit more simple than the past one, but I'm actually a big fan of this one as well. Does the Do you think that design almost goes across the seam on the side? It does. I think yeah. if you head to their Instagram or even via the link, I think there's a video. Yeah, yeah. there is a video via the link there and you get a few... Uh, Close-ups of it. Panning, yeah, close-up shots. Not perfectly aligned, but... It's a difficult you know, one, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, they haven't done a terrible, terrible no. job either when you're looking at it from afar. Um, I think, yeah, from a production point of view, a lot of these Guernseys don't have straight side seams, you know, they're fitted yeah. side seams, so they'd have curves um, or un not straight curves yeah curve <laughs> curve um seam lines so lining things up can become a, a little bit difficult oh, but the um, um the colors work in that that little piece on the side don't they and yeah the colors work i'm digging the the totems as well i think they yep. do really well executed really well on the the black on red as yeah. as well too i know we've Across spoken the chest and left up a little bit about that before um the use of black and red just in design in in general um but yeah they've come across really well the i like the 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 watermarked tonal um artwork that's included in here too on the suns i just think the the suns are one of those teams you know they haven't really i think what is it 10 or 12 years they've been around for now um they don't have a long tradition yeah um Obviously, you know, the, the media is always attacking them for not necessarily being too successful. Um, a lot of Jersey boys and girls and, you know, design nerds aren't the biggest fans of the Gold Coast Suns branding or uniforms. We're going to get to that. We've got a whole, you know, list of episode topics where we're going to deep dive into specific clubs and, and everything there. Yeah. But where I'm getting to with this is, I feel like the Suns are a team that could fully, you know, be one of the first teams to fully embrace going Indigenous full-time. Yeah. You know, um, I I think the AFL is enforcing that they keep the, the GC logo on there. Whether we like it or not, it is brand re- recognition. It is their brand, and when you see it, you recognise it. Um, but I, I'd be fully keen to see them just have that meeting place slash Sun Indigenous element that they've used for the last few years, plastered front and centre on their home kit or their away kit. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, we said a couple of weeks ago with the Anzac Guernsey and now this, they're both clear upgrades on on that home Guernsey, isn't it? So it would be, a, you know, it would be a popular move, I'd say, to, to yeah. do it, you know, to change it up a little bit. I think the, the, the Suns Guernsey looks a little bit more um, cleaner without the yellow side panels, doesn't it? Yeah. Like yeah, if they were just all fully red um, and maybe had yellow. It a little bit. The yellow cheapens it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say on the home Guernsey, especially with the way they're curved a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it is, a ni- I, it is a nicer. It would perhaps work a little bit better if the yellow was its own panel maybe is it I not 
I haven't had a close oh, enough look in more recent subbed, times. Isn't it? I think it's, as far as I know, it's subbed. Okay. Um, if it was its own one when it finished with, you know, um, top stitching, it, it might look a little nicer. Maybe the New Balance ones, their current supplier is sub, but I, I have a feeling in the past that it was yeah, its okay. own. But, I, you know, I could Maybe. be completely wrong too. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm with you, mate. A good design. I really like yep. this one. Okay, now Western. One I can... Hey? <laughs> one I might not like so much. <laughs> the Western Bulldogs one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is from westernbulldogs.com.au and just a quick one here. Uh, it will. It's the same Guernsey that they wore in 2021. It will mark the first time the Guernsey is worn in front of fans with the Bulldogs. 2021 Indigenous Round match against Melbourne played in an empty Marvel stadium due to Victorian lockdown restrictions at the time. So not a fan, hey? Just think everything's a little bit too big on it. Yeah. All the, like, the big dots across the top of the design and the big ones down near the sort of leaf feathers down the bottom there as well. Same yeah. as that Reds one a couple of weeks ago. You know what? This is. I was thinking about that more after last week's recording and after getting through a few more of the Indigenous designs and and reviewing what I'd said. I think yeah, coming back, I've I've recognised two things. I think is when you're when you're designing an Indigenous piece of art specifically for a Guernsey. You're taking yep. into consideration a whole lot of different things versus designing it to a canvas. Yeah. Um, and then the size in which your uh, your application is. And I think in this instance, it could potentially be a canvas design that has been carried across. Um, so they've found a way to make it work. Or, um, yeah, they've just gone too big here. They, they needed yeah. to actually scale it all down and... And put more Have detail more in. On the edge, yeah. I think that's where there's a, there's a secret underlying um, uh, element of effectiveness on these Guernseys is, is if you go too big, the dots go too big. It it nearly doesn't quite look right. Yeah, and I think that was I don't know maybe for you, but I think that was the main issue for the Reds one for me was. I do recall you saying the that. size of it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, I think that ties up our AFL uh, teams. I have a feeling that's everybody now, uh, unless we've missed. Uh, I know we've missed Geelong again. Geelong, I think, is same as last year's. They're utilizing the same as last year's design Fantastic. as well. Yeah, which is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. To be yeah, completely that honest, awesome. yeah. Uh, so f- jumping over now to the rectangular stadiums. Cronulla Sharks via sharks.com.au. Um, buckle yourself in because this is a long one. <laughs> dynasty designer who could talk us through this one. Yeah, if he wasn't frozen in carbonite, that'd <laughs> come in real handy. You know that reference, don't you, Nick? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a long one, so buckle in. Not kryptonite is. <laughs> <laughs> the Sharks have launched their 2022 Indigenous jersey with art with artworks and concepts created and designed by Aboriginal graphic designer and artist Elaine Chambers Hegarty. 
The striking design the Sharks will wear in their Indigenous round match against the Roosters on May 28, the 2022 edition of the jersey, features cultural links to the Koa, uh, Kuku, Yelenji, the Barada, Bana people, and the totems representing the families of the six Sharks senior Indigenous players. Miss Chambers Hegarty designed the jersey artwork based on the local area, which is on the land of the Gwigal people of the Jerawal Nation. The name Cronulla comes from the local Aboriginal word Kronulla, meaning the place of pink seashells. This artwork depicts the, shore, uh, depicts the shoreline of Cronulla and the deeper sea, along with pink shells and pathways to represent the players and their journey, as well as the pathway to educate um, educate opportunities the local Kirinari Aboriginal Hostel provides to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students from all over Australia. Gathering places represent the Sharks players coming together and gathering on the field at Points Bet Stadium on Darawal country from their traditional country or nation across Australia. The artwork fades from dark blue to light blue, expressing the gradients of the deep ocean as it approaches the shallows and the shoreline. The Sharks representing the team, depicting circling in a feeding frenzy, representing the physicality, precision and force in the game of rugby league. The design also incorporates local fish species, which were completed by Kirinari Hostel students to add the combined story of the shoreline. The schools of fish are travelling their pathways, depicting the educational opportunities provided to students at the hostel. It is, uh, it is on the sleeve of the jersey where the Sharks, Indigenous players, families and uh, players and nation of origin are recognised through their totems. Well done. Nick, give me a breather. <laughs> oh, how good is this one? Is this the best of the year? Um, it's I think be up the word there. I used, yeah, I think the word I used in our sort of group chat was intense, and the detail in this is is on another level. Um, obviously, the design's been designed. Uh, what's what's the word? It's been had, had has in mind all where all the logos should be. So, obviously, Aramex is as well displayed um team logos are fine uh and yeah just that oh the detail and in the chest and and stomach areas is ridiculous so well done to the artists and and well done to dynasty and kit on this one yeah i will have to at least touch touch base with kit about it in next week's episode um just to get his insights on it uh i know that people want to hear them but i i think yeah this is an example of a jersey done well uh, and and most likely designed, you know, with the jersey template in mind. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the learnings going forward hopefully is, um, yeah, being able to have those opportunities. I know it's not always the case, but, um, yeah, the challenge for for all of the designers out there who do get canvases is to, to find the, the way that to make it work. Um, Break them up and put them together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it's the sharks. It's the circling yeah. sharks that, that yeah. uh, really finish it. What a feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, big fans and, and contouring around all the appropriate logos. Um, I like the the sky banding. I'm a sucker for yeah. a, a uh, not too thick, not too thin banding on there. Um, Finishes off and- the sleeve nicely with the the sort of top half of the jersey, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. So, yeah, kudos. The um, 
since Kit's not here, I'll have the rant about the Telstra Premiership logo. I saw on the, um, it must have been the replica shots of it, that the black NRL Telstra Premiership text sat half on and half off the black line behind it, whereas on the player issue it's contoured. But Mm. the, uh, yeah, black on black uh, NRL Premiership embroidery. There you go. I'm sure Kit would have a word about that as well. Maybe. <laughs> you might not want you to print it out. <laughs> we'll have to touch base with him. Um, yeah. Well, what is it? The three colors? White, cool white, gray, cool gray one, six. Or and, six, was it? And black. Uh, yeah. And black. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Brisbane Broncos, who I think might be playing in that as we're recording, mate, or might even be finished. Oh, open up KO. Um, Brisbane, uh, sorry, yeah, so broncos.com.au, Shared Dreaming by Casey Coolwell-Fisher. Oh, they're leading 14-6. Sorry. There you go. Um, Casey Coolwell-Fisher, Kwandamuka Nunukol. Our dreaming is our spirit and our soul returning to our people, Lee Sand... <laughs> Land, sea, and sky in either animal or plant form. This artwork represents people from all different nations, tribes, finding one another through the navigation of our stars to celebrate, share, knowledge, and be one. The animals represent our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander players of the NRL and NRLW Broncos. Uh, You're showing me (laughs) on your um, live feed there, which is very terrible quality. I cannot see at all. You're in there awake at the white one, so not this week. (laughs) Oh, no, of course, because it's next week, right? (laughs) Um, Lost where I was at now. Uh, All the animals wear the same art to show they are coming together as one with spirit with spirits of their ancestors on their back through the dot artwork. Each animal is facing in the direction of their travels into Brisbane. The scattered stars represent our navigation system, our ancestors used for directions and storytelling. The shield represents protection over all who bear it, and the boomerang represents strength and power. The artwork that features on the bottom of the sleeves represent the passing of our loved ones watching over us through the movements of their footprints, calmness of the leaves, and toughness of the shells. The background artwork depicts the curves and flow of our lands, mountains, hills, waters, riverways, and skies. The dots throughout the background are footprints being made of our future generations. Yeah, they've. Mm. Um, this will be one that's either loved or hated with the the use of the different colours, isn't it? Um, I I personally like that they've gone and tried something a bit different with those colours. Um, the fact that they've taken colours from the land is is obviously pretty in line with the Aboriginal culture. So, um, yeah, this one's different for a Broncos jerseys, but it's it's not a bad different. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. No, I absolutely <laughs> love it. Yeah, we're up there with the shirts. Yeah, yeah. I it does have a lot of Auckland Nines kind of yeah vibe to it a little bit, doesn't it? But you know, I think this is embracing everything that is, you know, you know, uh, indigenous art. You know, um, yep. interesting to note this year that Deadly Choices is not taken on major sponsor on the front of the indigenous jersey. No. I'm interested Played. to know what's happened there. Maybe Kid hasn't budged. Um, I think in the past, yeah. 
they the, were involved in it, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the neckline that, you know, this neckline that we've talked about so many times with ASICs, I think is done really well here. Just nice, clean. I think what they've this changed neckline, it slightly this I year. think it's gotten a bit shorter. I don't think yeah. it's as big. And a bit uh, thinner in the sort of above that little tab, but it's a bit thinner as it goes over to the to the shoulders. Yeah. So I think they've improved it. Yeah. But th- th- that's, you know, this for me, I know we're talking a bit about necklines today. Um, you know, a neckline like that, that's got a whole lot of personality. You need the paneling to do the personality and let, leave yeah. the color out of it. Um, and I think they've just done that so well here, just keeping it black. Again, black banding yeah. on the sleeves, black cuffs. How, how much of a downgrade would it be if it was that green, for example? Mm. you know no. and the top half yeah. was blue it would be terrible so yeah yeah leave it black give the designer border and and there you go for sure i actually really like the um line thickness around the totems that sit along the yep the front as well i think that's again it's older than yeah it's it's kind of got um i don't know the right term for the art but you know, they're all overlapping each other. They've all got that, you know, nice, thick, thick lines around it. Yeah. Not, you know, I think it might not. Um, it almost you know, takes the away right... that hand-drawn vibe, eh? It's, it's definitely sort of. It's different. A, an illustrator thing or a. Yeah, it, 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 it is different. I think are available, but... this, whole, this, this whole indigenous design is different to what we've seen traditionally yep. over the the landscape of NRL <clears throat> AFL over the last few years. Um and, and yeah, it, definitely it's almost my interesting attention. that there's no grains or, or fades in it like a, a lot of them have come to have recently. Yeah. Yeah. And um like Kit was saying last week the uh the separate shorts that they've done just for this round. True. He did yeah. point that out. Yeah, yeah and it so. is featured here. The Broncos have done that, unlike a lot of the other clubs. And not on sale, I'm guessing. The shorts, nah, wouldn't be. Yeah. No Broncos um, logo on the front of them either. Oh, I've just clicked the wrong button. <laughs> um, well, listeners, you yeah. can trust me that there's no logo on the front of the shorts. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> no oh. No, I was I was actually looking at just the fine detail that they've got for the dot artwork in some of these yeah. um, portions and just, yeah, in awe a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great That's job. A, a job well done. And uh, shifting over now, we've got two here that um, haven't been able to track down any articles for, which is the West's Tigers, which I think dropped a couple of days ago. Um, again, that neckline, unnecessary, keep it the same color, guys, come on. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the, in fact, I really do like the, the totems that they've got there on the front. Um, oh, sorry, I think it's on the back actually. Um, just looking through the pictures here to see if I can find it. I think it's on the back. Yeah. The totems. Yeah. Lower back. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, the rest of the design, it's it's okay. It's not something that's standing out too much for me. What are your yep. thoughts? Yeah, I probably agree with you on this one. Um, 
it's yeah it's an indigenous design it's it's okay it's not offensive in any way but yep. yeah i don't know would it look better if you flip the colors maybe black base maybe, maybe. maybe they're not allowed know. to depending on who yeah. they're playing yeah don't have that in front of me um and the other that was dropped um fresh for us at the time of recording is new zealand warriors a warriors. that's by the instagram that's another one that hasn't upgraded this sh- or hasn't done new shorts and just looks wrong. <laughs> yeah. Does a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that, without any black in them. Um, the front front's cool. Uh, obviously, all the different Maori patterns in there, but different from the indigenous style. So um, gives you a little bit something different to look at. Um, the blue to black fade's very good. No ghosting in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the back I'm not really a fan of, to be honest. The, the well, lines are all a bit too straight. And when you say the sorry, the blue to black fading, which one? Are you, which image are you looking at? Sorry. Oh, I the look one at... Torhu Harris is in. <laughs> yeah, see, there's a there's an odd filter at play in that one. I think if you look at the render yeah. on the next the next page, I'd nearly wonder if there is a bit of odd ghosting yeah. going on in there in some capacity. Possibly. Also, you're Black looking the the red there in that jersey as well. Um, very vibrant, actually. Um, yeah. And I nearly wonder whether the black has some red in it to make that red pop a little bit more. Almost got a bit of a brownish tinge, doesn't it? The black and and some of those photos, so it could yeah. be. Yeah. And looking at the uh, what you mentioned before, Telstra Premiership text under the <laughs> logo there, crossing over into the white. Yep. <laughs> what do you think of the back, my friend? Yeah, the back. Uh, um, I don't like how long and straight everything is. Sort of like the the V on the front finishes nicely, whereas this just sort of goes and goes on the back. I think um, it won't be as noticeable once there's a number the there. Number, yeah, obviously there'll be a story behind it. Um, but yeah, uh, to me it's a little bit sort of long. Hmm. But the, the green obviously relates to sort of that greenstone colour that you find in New Zealand. Um, red and black are the Māori flag with the, the white in it as well. Um, and then, yeah, New Zealand Māori culture is obviously big with the ocean as well, being a small island, so there's your blues. And as we always say with um, with the New Zealand designs, the amount of detail that are in these things um, yeah. and... I haven't gotten my hands on one, but the lack of bleeding as well. So bleeding being the artwork when it's sublimated onto fabric, um, when you're getting more thinner um, details of artwork. If you, the artwork, I guess, could look like it's like the yeah very spreading blurred yeah blurred. Um, so just looking at some of these close-ups that's on their Instagram at the moment, you know the. Yeah, it's a, it seems to be a good job by Puma. Um, the fabric choice always helps with that too. Yeah. Um, to ensure the the crisp finishes and knowing what your limits are as as far as your line thicknesses or your your artwork thicknesses. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And just on that, um, those sort of multi words in the um, in some of those images. Um, Moana means water and Fenua is um family, I think. So mm-hmm. uh oh, 
sorry, um, Tangata is people and Inferno is land, so people of the land sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what the story will be somewhere in there. Somewhere when we, in there. When we, uh, when we see it. And finally, rounding out our um, Indigenous round rounds episode trilogy is the Burumbies. <laughs> uh, yep. So again, we haven't haven't been able to track down a story for this one as of yet. Uh, but via Twitter, we've got here the links uh, to the Brumbies uh, post featuring their Indigenous round jersey. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, so um, this one, uh, orange base, I guess you'd say. Their sort of goldish orange colour they have on their jersey with the navy mountains down the bottom. Um I'd I'd probably say in the real thing on field the the two oranges would be closer in hue than than what they are there. Um, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Mm. <laughs> there is a lot going on. I'm unsure about on the sleeves. We've got these um like bands sublimated in before yeah. the end of the sleeves. I nearly wonder whether the the sleeve should have just been should have finished in that element rather than yeah. being above the stitch lines or through yeah, the, the stitch stitching lines. Yeah, the goes even. through it, doesn't it? Which is a little bit. I mean, annoying I, I for myself. I would be happy to accept it if that was the end of the sleeves and the stitching yeah. was going through it. But the fact that then there's more artwork after it, I'm not really sure on. Um, it's cool to see the silicon grip. In the um, yeah, you used in the shape of the logo, which um, I think is common practice now um, across a few teams and suppliers. That might be thanks to Kit, but I'm not going to rub his ego too much in that space. Too design too much. Yeah, and I do like the watermark feature. I nearly, I nearly wonder again whether it's it's a case of. Yeah, size issue. Too large? Yeah, possibly. Um, might need it to go a little bit smaller. And, um, yeah, I don't know. These Possibly these... some gradients or or a few more tones in there of the gold. Yeah, fading in and out perhaps. Yeah. Who knows until we get the story, yeah, the story yeah. from it. Can't judge it until then really. Um, I think you mentioned off air as we were doing prep as well, the, the only design we've seen so far to have the... Uh, two flags of the Indigenous yeah. and uh, or Aboriginal and Torres Strait right. Islander flags featured, which we talked about, I think, in um, at one of the, the trilogy on, um, yeah, the reasoning behind why it's been missed for the last few years. So, yeah, O'Neill's... so they've thrown it on there, the Aboriginal flag, and now that it's free to use, um, I'm sure you'll see plenty more teams doing it. Going forward, yeah, O'Neill's probably um, yeah had the the time up their sleeve with the Brumbies to get that mm-hmm. executed once everything came through. Um, last thing I, I kind of noticed was the Ray White logo on the front. There seems to be very washed out. Yeah. Um, but I'm nearly wondering whether that's just part of the filters that they've used yeah, in that photograph. Yeah, issue. Trying to get the um, the silicon grip to to pop a little bit more, perhaps. Mm. 
Yeah. Overall, I, I think it's still a good design. Probably not my favourite. I'll let you know how it looks next week on field after Please I watch do. it. In person. Saturday night. In the real life. <laughs> uh, okay. We might shift across now over to our mailbag as we wind things up. So uh, we'd like to hear from you. What are your thoughts on uh, all of the Australian Sporting Landscapes Indigenous round uniforms um, from the AFL, NRL, any netball that's popped up for you guys? Please let us know um, your thoughts there. Um, Do you have a super rugby? Yes, sorry. if you've got a favourite, yeah, please let us know. Um, you can reach out to us at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com or via our Instagram at fieldofdesignpodcast. We have a uh, few messages here. Let me just pull them up. So, uh, regarding the Newcastle Knights Indigenous um, jersey, which I think we talked about and posted up last week, in reference to the NIB logo, should have deleted or made the sponsor way smaller. Um, it's just for <laughs> one round. Surely they would understand. That's from Harry Man underscore and underscore Harry Hounds underscore. And as we know, NIB is going to fill their square centimetre allowance, but we also know that NIB is probably one of the ones that people talk about the most. Yeah, I, I nearly think, uh, and I think I may have commented back, is from their perspective, the fact that they're being noticed is enough for them. Any publicity yeah. is good publicity. They're not necessarily worried too much about the Jersey boys and girls out there that are mm. you know, really scoped in on this stuff. So um, it would nearly be um, no point in sponsoring if they didn't have that bright green tonal box with, green yeah. NIB lettering on there. There's no point them doing the sponsors in the first place. Yep, they pay the um, bills. Exactly. And uh, this is uh, via um, Instagram. I've lost it now. North Melbourne? Uh, yeah, North Melbourne. Um, just commenting on the... This is beautiful from MHS underscore creative. This is nice from underscore Droy. So big <laughs> fans coming from the the um Old kits, mate. Yeah, yeah, that was a good good Guernsey, wasn't it? Yeah, which I think our audio cut out um and unbeknownst to us until publication that we um we lost a little bit of the end of our Tigers chat and into North Melbourne. But um I think at that point in time there was no no stories around that North Melbourne stuff anyway. Mm. North Melbourne always produce excellent Indigenous and special round jerseys, don't they? Yeah, f- yep, they definitely do. Good on yep. Boomer. Uh, okay, I think that pretty much finishes it all up for us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please remember to subscribe. Feel free to share our podcast with any of your friends or enemies, Jersey boys, Jersey girls, who may be interested Uh, Continuing to grow the show will enable us to produce more content across multiple platforms and have greater access to some of the industry's best professionals to guest on our show. You can be part of that growth by infiltrating the almighty algorithm and leaving us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast app. I'll ask him how many stars tomorrow. Okay. What do you think he'll (laughs) let you know? Maybe seven this week. (laughs) Ambitious. He He keeps adding them, so we'll see. 
we could um we could share this episode with him you know he's a mate we could share it with this is true yeah i hope you're uh liked and subscribed and all that <laughs> follow the, the the big uh red circle in our thumbnails kit um and on that note shout out to you guys uh the listeners thank you again once for listening thank you nick thank you kit yeah thanks mate and well done mason on your trilogy of uh indigenous pronunciations and uh essays you've had to read so let's hope um you get a bit of a rest in the upcoming episodes (laughs) hopefully i uh, haven't butchered any of them too bad yeah Um, we're trying (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right uh let's wait and see what comes next week